0: Got Got Your Ears On is brought brought to you you by by Tactical Legion 9. Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot. Yo, yo, yo. And Johnson. Guido,
1: basketball had me happy for a minute and then I was back to feeling sad again.
0: I, I have to say I was impressed that we won a game in Kansas city. Like I did not expect to even win a game going to the big 12 tournament, which we did. We beat, uh, K state, we beat purple Kansas and then turned around the next day, less than, I don't know, less than 24 hours and lost to blue Kansas. So it was an interesting trip to Kansas city, I would say, but WVU's basketball season now is over guys. And it's, uh, it's kind of bittersweet, I guess, at this point. I mean, I don't even know what to feel about this this year's season, guys. I, Scoot, where do you stand after this whole year of WVU basketball?
2: How do you feel? Well, um, maybe it's against uh, popular uh, opinion, but I'm ready to move on. Uh, I, I am hopeful that we can just close the door on anything more with this team and, and let's just move on. Let's, let's figure out what we're going to do from here. Um, right. You guys, we've, we've been talking through text here lately. Uh, some people on Twitter have been posting, uh, I think somebody posted the, the starting lineup introductions from, uh, the last time we were in the the big East, championship You're, game yes I yeah. saw and that, right? they're playing notorious big in the background and all all five Wellington starters came Smith. From, yeah. yeah new york yeah. Or new jersey yeah and uh, to me that's i miss that like i i'm are you kidding i yes. feel like who does not uh, i feel like our team or the teams we've had here recently have not felt like those types of teams and it, it wasn't like all of those players were um Big-name recruits, they weren't. They weren't all uh, five-star guys that are, you know, hot names on the AAU circuits. None of those guys really were. Um, what they were, maybe right. Devin Ebanks, maybe. But maybe. what what they were were gritty, tough, um, determined have guys, we chips on their shoulder— we don't have guys with chips on their shoulder. The, the, we didn't the, have that this year, and we the chips we have, have are like, this year. like almost like
0: fake chips on their shoulder. It's like they had to put <laughs> F- one. Then they Clancy's on their shoulders. They had the Clancy's on, yeah, their, shoulders, to, like, oh the Clancy's on their shoulders. <laughs> they had to put these not like the, they had the not the chips on their shoulder. Not, yeah, the, they not had the all the these Clancy's. <laughs> well, it's
1: interesting, Scoot, that you would say that. So you're you're you're, you're saying, hey, let's turn the page. I'm saying
2: let's move like on. Let's see if we can go to some. Like and this is crazy and I I said this to you guys in text but I half-heartedly mean it but I do wish we would like let's recruit New York City again. Let's recruit, you know, yeah, uh right. Metro New York City, you know, New Jersey connecticut some of those you know suburbs of new york city well and but i think it's to easier to do
1: that scoot when you can tell those guys right, right? Cause you're going to play be regional and you're going to end up in madison square garden
2: you the know big side here i Brooklyn. guess is hey you're playing in the best conference in basketball you yeah, know? true we've yeah. got yeah. some some right. things that we can try to, to promote but it's but. like join us in
1: ames and kansas city you know i think it's harder to do that right and yeah, I, totally. but I i wanted to ask you though there so there's an interest so we all know like Guido said, we got the win against Purple Kansas. We then got throttled, uh, and we can maybe circle back and talk about one of the more interesting ejections we've seen for hugs yeah. in a while, right? I mean, Definitely. that was that was an interesting uh, Doug Sermon's ref show for a second, but an interesting conversation. I th- I think it's interesting has broken out, seemingly broken out on WVU Twitter. Scoot, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, Mike Casaza, friend of the show, Guido, Mike Casaza, yep, um, reported. Uh, you know, th- those those are the guys over on earsports.com. They reported that basketball has officially said, Scoot, they're not going to play in the CBI if invited. Uh, athletic director Shane Lyons. So in Mike's tweet, uh, which I'll reference in the show notes, it says athletic director Shane Lyons said last night the team will play if invited to the NIT. And so. What I—that's my lead in for the—the the interesting conversation on Twitter is I see, like, in the comments of this tweet in the comments of other tweets, there's this whole brand of people. There's this whole crowd of people saying, "Hey, look," because you—the other thing for context is you recall that Hug said, "I asked the guys if they want to play. They said they want to play. We're gonna go play." You know, that's kind of what he said right. the other day. And so there's a whole conversation now on WVU Twitter of. Hey, that's not right. You know, like if the CBI invites them and the guys want to play, they should play. And I even saw someone go so far as to say we should protest that and send Shane Lyons messages to say, hey, you need to let the guys play. There's that whole contingent. okay? And then there's the contingent, I think, like you're saying, Scoot. And I think this this message that Mike is highlighting from Shane Lyons is like a 50 50 mark, I think. There's a whole contingent of people saying, no, shut it down. To me, this is sort of like the the medium, like the the in the middle, like, well, okay, you don't got to shut it down, but we're not going to the crappy tournament. You got to yeah. at least get into the less crappy tournament or <laughs> or, or we're shutting it down. So I, I just bring that up because I think there's this whole conversation now on Twitter of like, no, if those guys want to play, it's some of their last competitive games they should be allowed to play. It, it, to me, it was kind of an interesting conversation like where people started to land on twitter
0: about it. I mean, I think it I I think if they if they get the invite to the NIT, sure, let's play it. But I think my problem is Johnson is that this team and I think the athletic department's problem, I think the fans problem is is that this team has felt so uh, other than the K-State game In the first round, or whatever you want to call it, the playing game of the Big 12, this team has felt so soft, so down, so just out of it. I I don't understand what getting, I don't understand what it gets Huggins to play with these guys in the NIT or the CBI. You know? Yeah, I,
1: and I think people some some of the more there there's like a scoot there's like a contingent of rational people like I know you're uh-huh. gonna be like really but there's a contingent of rational fans in WVU Twitter if you if you follow enough people and and I kind of agree with those folks who brought up the point about uh, there were some folks that brought up a really good point about if you think back to the last time because people were like well we played in the CBI before and people pointed out well like if you think back to that team that was the fall apart team, Jordan McCabe, Emmett Matthews, Derek Culver, I think is a sophomore at that time. They were trying to pick up the pieces and try to, you had the feeling like those young guys were trying to scrape something together for the next season. And so it was the Issa mod Wesley
2: Harris. Yes. And so
1: playing in the CBI kind of made sense. If you think back to that, because it's like, Hey, let's get these guys some some playing time. Almost like a bowl game. It yeah, gives you some right. extra practice. More practices, right. more reps. Yes. Right. So so with that in mind, I agree with like this whole, we're not going to play in the CBI. And and I'm uh, in the camp of like, yeah, and I think you even have to pay to play in the CBI well, a, to be honest. That's yes. what I was
2: wondering. I, I figured when they said no to CBI but yes to NIT, my guess is it's not cost effective for the school to go to the CBI that Whereas would be my guess. Maybe there's some better revenue streams that come yeah. from being in the NIT. I, I know that the NIT is um, typically on ESPN. I think they have an ESPN contract. Um, so maybe there's some money that gets thrown back right. to those teams. Whereas and the I would CBI, expect Shane
1: Lyons to say that, right? I mean, that's his job. Like, CBI, hey, it's
0: I don't know what you have to do to watch it's it. It's not
2: cost-effective.
0: It pay-per-view. Well, and and guys, don't forget, there is a banner in the Coliseum hanging from 2007 when we won the NIT. Yeah. And that so, was fun. Like that was a lot I mean, of fun. I mean it was well, fun. It, we beat Clemson in that game. It was a
2: fun is a, you know. It was to that's to me again that's way that's apples and oranges too. That was kind of um like that was a was that B line right? And that was uh, yeah. yeah, it was the B line years. Right. And it was, Young, like, Nichols, yep. it was
1: kind of like Frank Nickels, all those guys. It was kind of like
2: get us back into NCAA A shape. It was kind of like a a rebound or a rebirth into that. That's how I see that.
1: Well, but can you imagine, and Guido, I think this is where you were going with your comment. Scoot, I want to know what you think too, but I think, wouldn't it be, it feels absurd to go to either of these tournaments. If I then turn on the TV and we're playing, you know, uh, uh, Grand Canyon university or whatever, (laughs) and I'm watching and I'm watching, Malik Curry passed the ball to Paulie Pollicap and Diamond. Car- you know, like it seems. A- so that's why I brought up the the Emmett Matthews, Jordan McCabe, Derek. Like to me, there seemed to be a point to that, right. and I agreed. This would feel silly to would me it be, if you're still not playing the you know Seth Wilsons of the world and people like that.
2: Would it be interesting if I don't know a red shirt? I would think would still be intact. What if Huggins, we go to the NIT and he starts five freshmen?
0: Right, he plays a He plays Seth Wilson, but you know, Jamel like, King.
2: Like the yeah.
0: fa- the
1: basketball fan in me would be like, that's kind of cool. Right, like, just let her rip, Tater Chip. Right, you know, like who cares? Bring at this those point. other guys
2: off the bench. What are they yeah. I mean? they going to complain. Do it. Go ahead and complain. Right. Didn't walk yeah. out. How well, do you care if you walk it, out in the middle of the game, right, Danny
0: Jennings style. And guys, we're and we're baseball guys, and we talk about it all the time. It's like in September when the minor, when you you know you call up the minor leaguers and you just get them a couple of yeah. at yeah. bats against right. the major league pit. You know, play them, play them,
2: but. We know that that's not going to happen. No. That's no, the thing. So that's like, that would be ideal. And that kind of would go along with what Huggins has been saying for the last month and a half is that, you know, this is what I'm going to do. Yet we keep seeing the exact same, like, it's mind boggling to me. Like, I, I still don't get it how one one post-game press conference he's going to say, I've got guys that don't belong here. I should be playing some of these guys. I need to play the freshmen more. And then the next game, which might be two days later, he's playing the exact same thing he just lost with.
0: Yeah, it, it's like, a, it's been it's been the same story, Scoot. You know, for the last half of the season, and like, what is and I happening? don't know what I don't know what happened with it. Well, let's let's take a minute, guys, and let's rewind back and let's go to round one or whatever you want to call it, the play-in game because Oklahoma State doesn't get to play. Let's talk about this first game we played against Kansas State. For the Big 12 tournament, we beat K State uh, pretty handily, 73 67. There were moments where it got a little hairy, but I think the thing, the story for me coming out of this game, Johnson, was Sean McNeil played like Sean McNeil of 2020, uh, 2021. And not like Sean McNeil of 2022.
1: Yeah, and he was super assertive. Like, it just felt really good to watch it. It was a fun game. This game had a different energy to it. I thought everybody played like they had a pep in their step. And I think Sean in the first half goes for 15, Guido. I'm trying to remember yeah. back to that. I mean, it was – for for someone who I had begun to criticize, I, Scoot, I think I told you that the – The mid shot pass was now firmly part of Sean's repertoire, like the last couple weeks of the season. This was a guy that was like, I found the trigger again and I'm shooting when I have a shot. And I was like, you know, my, I was the person I was watching it with, we were both like, where's this been? You know, like,
2: where's that been? Yeah. He, he looked good. And then he went into witness protection in the start of the second half.
1: Well, Uh, he got a weird, so this, kansas state has some characters on their team right i mean we talk about bruce weber but they've got some characters on their team and i think it was it chris smith who's somebody gave him like a uh like a wwf shot to the solar plexus like (laughs) one of those times down the court
2: like a judy shot
1: like like judy Judy, like judy chopped him right in the sternum (laughs) and he had to go sit i think for a for a bit and then you're right yeah a spell he sat for a a spell (laughs) I feel like you hear that regularly I if do. you're quick yeah. on the sat first spell. He he then sat, I think, even into the second half, right? Like he he really didn't come back until like mid-second half.
0: Well, and I'd be I'd be remiss without saying that guys, we watched the game. We had a good time watching the game live with our good buddy Josh Witt from Unreasonable Doubt, uh, podcast about WVU basketball. He was Video, what do, you, what do you call that? Scoot? Live streaming. He was, like he was live, live streaming. Live streaming of a picture of his face while watching the game is what we watched. Um, But we were chatting about it, and it was like, yeah, that that second half, the first 10 minutes of that second half, uh, we were all like, where's Sean? Where's Sean? Like, where's Sean? He played such a great first half. Where is he? Well, and then in a weird turn of
1: events, Scoot, with about, what, three minutes to play, I think, we go on an eight-zero run. Yeah. And sort of put the nail in the coffin. The and I was yeah. like, I was like, what, like, who am I watching? And what right. did they do with the normal team I'm watching? Where like, has
0: this team we, been all yeah, season? Yeah, it's
1: like we're suddenly playing this role that we don't normally play. So that was excellent to see. I think everyone was fired up. And to be honest, I think I texted you guys at the end of the game, like, that's. <laughs> Maybe I was in the moment, but it felt like some of the most fun we've had all basketball season. You know, like it it felt fun for a change.
2: Well, what's interesting or I think is interesting is um, at the end of the game, uh, there's in the post game conferences, you hear Bruce Weber kind of going back through his history and through Kansas State's history. Um, as a coach, you can kind of tell that he must have felt the or sensed the writing was on the wall that his yeah. time at Kansas State was coming close to an end. But then he talks about his his hair and why his hair is grown out, and that it's <laughs> uh, he's waiting on the ethics committee to make a decision on some yeah. of these teams. Right? Wouldn't right. it have been interesting if he had still said those comments and then played one of those teams that he's grown his hair out because of? <laughs> How right. awkward
0: would that have been? I have to tell you, after watching that press conference, uh, you know, we've spent years on this podcast making fun of Bruce Weber, you know, talking about how loud he is when he's in the Coliseum yelling. Right. I, I'm going to miss him next I season, softened guys. softened a little bit. I, yeah, I, yeah, I softened, me too. I softened um, too. Yes. Uh,
2: I think he'll end up on somebody's staff, or he could end up maybe at a. At, at a non power 5 maybe i mean maybe I, I guess it could be a power but 5 but if you team watch
1: that, that clip guido like he got emotional like it's he hard did. to it's hard to poke fun at a guy that you can tell is so invested in it you know and i'm sure it kills him to not have a better a better basketball team so and you forget you know i mean i i don't know i, I was going back with all this talk about him and looking back and you forget about those illinois teams he had like the one, I think yeah. what was it? 05, they made a run to the championship game. I mean, he's been around and coached some really good teams. So I agree with Scoot. I think at the minimum, he'll he'll land on somebody's staff. Yeah, I mean,
0: de- definitely. I mean, it's funny because like, you know, you think about it. And we when we talk about him and we compare him to the to the uh, seagulls in the in the Nemo movie and and yelling rebound. You know, when everybody knows they need to rebound. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, with that said, I mean, he was a passionate guy. He was a passionate guy for that team. It's so unfortunate they never really were able to turn the corner in the Big 12 well, with it. Well, and he's got one of the tougher I, – I mean, I don't care what anyone says. They can, you can at me
2: on Twitter. I think <laughs> Kansas State's a hard sell to a college kid. Or to yeah. a high school kid, like well, when you're sharing yeah, the state right. with the Jayhawks, and especially, right? I mean, come on, tougher than West Virginia. It's it's tougher than Iowa. Well, I don't know, Iowa State's pretty. Uh. Well, and you're wearing purple. Yeah, you know that's yeah. a tough yeah. I mean, sell. Like, that's a tough sell. How do you? I mean, it was. I, I'm not recruiting New York City very well if I'm hey listen I want you to come to listen, Kansas state <laughs> Well you, you might wear get purple, some no.
1: dim-witted people that think the Manhattan you're in is well, like, like the you know you got to try to
0: get like I guess Chicago like mom and... hey I'm only playing I'm only playing on the other side of the yeah, uh you might have to um, get, on the get the subway Manhattan's. but oh no sorry Oh you're going to play in the Little Apple <laughs> Oh okay Oh oh sorry wrong apple But then we
1: we were rewarded from that so you you come out of that game with high energy having you know I'm sitting here saying that's some of the most fun I've had and then it's like, tell them what they've won, Guido. Like
0: you're... Well, and that's the thing. So, I mean, I think both teams knew going into that, playing a 7 o'clock game, you know, uh, the evening before, that you then had to show up at 3 o'clock the next day and play Kansas, number four team in the nation, number one team in the Big 12, you know, free Adidas shoes for everybody who shows into the, call, to the stadium. Uh, so Kansas shows up, in Johnson – I have to tell you I have never seen what we saw in the first 10 minutes of the Kansas game. It was a cr- I mean especially at the point and I guess at I uh, 9 minutes 38 seconds uh it's kind of the point where everybody's talking about where there is a non-call and then there's a technical and then there's three more technicals and Huggins gets tossed. And it was the craziest sort of turn of events I've seen in a college basketball game in a long, long time.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, it's it's one of those things where someone on Twitter had made the comment, uh, the last time I felt this way was that first half against Kentucky, that like all-star Kentucky team here recently. Uh, in the NCAA tournament. Remember Dax was like, well they'll be 30 and one after this game. And then we were down like ninety-two to six after the first right. four minutes or something. So that that's kind of how I felt in this game. And I think this ejection from hugs, you know, look, when when you when you walk out to half court and like you call Doug Sermon's an sob, like he's probably not going to be in love with you, right? Like, I mean, I mean, look, to to just step back for a minute, you know. But I think when people show the re, you know, if you go back and watch the replay, and people had some still shots of essentially four, if not five, white jerseys all taking a piece out of Taz Sherman. You know, number one, I can't fault Taz for looking at the ref and being like. You know he he looks at Doug Sermons and he's like, "Come on, like like call a foul." You know, like what are you doing? Call a foul. Sermons immediately tease him up, and then I think the first tech on hugs I I get right. Like I said, you, you're out at half court. You're screaming directly at him. But the second tech, you know, and they and Tony. I was listening to the broadcast right so Tony and Jay said well he said some magic words you know he said like he said he some said, of the, he said he, some yeah, of right. the magic words that you can't say and I get it but that was so fast like it was so quick I don't think anyone even thought that was a possibility that he'd be tossed from the
2: game it was so fast that the conversation never even made it to the fact that for some reasons, Coach Huggins, some reason Coach Huggins was wearing what appeared to be a triple extra large yellow T-shirt <laughs> underneath his double extra large <laughs> right. white polo shirt. <laughs> right. Like we never yeah. even got a chance to talk about that. He was already
1: well, gone. Scoot, if, if, there's a, if there's a color, Scoot, that's not flattering on Coach Huggs, it's like it's white, right? Well, like, yes. Like,
0: there's, I don't understand
2: like his wife or daughters didn't say, hey, dad. <laughs> Hey Bobby,
0: let's not wear this shirt under that shirt. Here's the thing for me, though, guys. Uh, going back to the technical, like I I have never seen a he got ejected and there wasn't an official within ten feet of him. Like he got he must have been so loud and yelling whatever words <laughs> well, he was yelling. It's got to have been you know, premeditated in the
2: sense that not that I think that hey if they're thinking let's throw this guy out, but. It's, it's got to have been something where maybe he and Doug Sermon's last time they saw each other didn't have a great time of it, or maybe Huggins got on his nerves or something, and in the back of Doug Sermon's mind probably thought, you know what, I'm not going to put up with this crap today. As soon as he says something, I'm I'm going to stand firm, and that would be my guess as to what... Cause it, He's not close enough to really get like he wasn't on the court. There was like no real reason right. to get a second well, technical.
0: And here's on, on no, the other. I don't um, think so at on all. On the other side of it, guys, I wonder if it's premeditated on Huggins's side because I feel like in a lot of ways this was the explosion that we've been waiting for for Huggins you know, all season long with the fact that this team hasn't done what they were supposed to do. And finally there's a bad call and he just can't take it anymore. And you know what I mean? Like he's a lot of times. coaches will do that to Get
2: a technical, maybe fire up their team. Yeah. This did yeah. not do much. Well, uh, but no. Scoot,
1: can you imagine Larry Harrison? Larry Harrison's like, what? Like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, wait, wait, what? No, I gotta, no, I gotta do what now we're down 19 to four against what? And I gotta come <laughs> in and now do what? You know, I he's probably like, this. great.
2: Thanks. Uh, Larry had some pretty good quotes after the game. As far as uh, you don't often get to see what assistant coaches think, a lot of times because they're never you know you don't ask assistant coaches questions, you ask the head coach questions. So uh, I thought he had some some pretty good uh, insight and input as to what what they're looking to do. He talked about how they're going to hit the hit the road uh, like the next day to go recruit and yeah and right that's what fans want to hear because they know, Hey, this isn't, and this isn't good enough. So,
1: yeah. Um, and I think the other thing too, Guido, that made me it's, it's so it's not funny, right? I mean, this, this sucked because now you've, right. You're this obstacle is big enough. And, and now you don't have hugs for the remaining 30 minutes of the game. I mean, that's a disaster. But the thing that made me laugh is they pressed hugs post game to talk about it. And the only thing he would offer up, is that the TVs in the locker room were way too small?
0: Right. Yes, and that's <laughs> all. And that. I
1: just that just made me laugh because
0: it was like- he was like he couldn't watch the game. They're too small. I will say this, guys, and we should go. We should go on record of saying, uh, and you know, we've talked about it all season. Malik Curry continued to be even in this game when things were rough we were down at the half 41 to 19 Malik Curry goes on to score 19 points kind of leads the team feels like he's the one that's producing you know he looked really good in the in the prior game against K State we've said it all year long like you know i i i think Early on, we were really rough. We didn't know where Malik would fit in. I think Malik, you know, here turning the last half of the year, and especially these last two games, turned into a a leader, a scorer, a a person who kind of took control of things when everything else was really bad. Yeah,
1: I I don't disagree. I I think his ability to create was so needed at certain points of, you know, of the the wins that we had this year i think because of the way we lamented the lack of movement and stuff on offense i think you had to have someone like a malik curry that could they could create a bit and i i think he filled the the role really well and i think he showed that he could compete and score against some super high level talent in this conference so i yeah i mean we talked last week who hurt themselves who helped themselves i think malik curry showed that that he's a good player
2: i um uh, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move on from this team. I'm ready to see what see what else is out there. See what maybe some of these freshmen can become. Um, no disrespect to the, the senior guys. I appreciate their efforts because I don't. I do think they were playing with effort for most of the season. Um, it just the talent wasn't good enough, and it was a bad blend of players. So uh, I'm. I'm hopeful that we can close the chapter and start looking toward the future. Um, I understand if we get an NIT bid, but I don't know that we will, to be honest. Well, I don't
1: at honest 16 that. and 17, I, I feel like that is a real long shot. I mean, even the NIT has a lot of good... I like like bubble-type you know, teams. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of good bubble-esque type teams to choose from. I'm not sure if at 16 and 17, even though you're from the conference we're in and the pedigree of hugs and everything. I, I don't know. What do you, I I'm just, I'm not planning on getting an NIT invitation, I guess. I think the,
0: only, I think the only thing that helps us with the NIT portion of it is, is that we do bring eyes to television. And I think that the NIT looks at that. And I think there will be a lot of fans who will watch another WVU basketball game and who will watch and. NIT game because WVU's playing and I think that's big for the NIT.
1: Yeah and I you're right Guido and I think because I'm now sitting here thinking that NIT starts on campus right like you Mm -hmm, have you have on campus venues so Anytime we've done that in the past, um, you're exactly right. I think the Coliseum would fill back up. People would come and watch it.
0: So we'll see what happens. I mean, it'll be an interesting offseason for WVU. We'll see what happens, you know, going in today's Selection Sunday. We'll see what happens with that. We know we're not playing in the NCAA, but maybe we go to the NIT. Maybe it's all over. We'll see what happens with recruiting, who stays, who goes, it'll be an interesting offseason it'll be wild I guess you know for lack of a better word Johnson a lot happening in football uh Raheem Jeter who is a WVU recruit uh puts out a post this week uh that's kind of interesting to say the least
1: yeah well we had mentioned uh, I think like two weeks ago two shows ago that unfortunately Raheem Jeter was involved in a in a shooting where he had actually gotten shot in the leg um, so he put something out on uh the seventh where he said hey just letting every essentially i'm paraphrasing but he's saying thanks for everyone's support he's already in recovery you know he's looking forward to 100 recovery and he goes on to thank everyone that's given him some support including coach brown and the west virginia football staff so you know that was that sounds like a close call and thankfully you know we're reporting we're reporting a recovery and moving on from that instead of something Instead of something worse.
2: It's a crazy – I think it stemmed from a road rage incident too. So I think it's kind of a crazy scenario where I think maybe it was like wrong place at the wrong time kind of thing. That's terrible.
0: And then all in the same week, guys, WVU safety St. McCloud then goes and gets stabbed on High Street. I mean we're having a – we have a little issue. It's like you know, an issue of cops on WVU's football team right now. Yeah, and
1: Scoot, this one's crazy because it's saying like multiple lacerations – back stomach had to undergo surgery at Ruby I mean this is scary stuff it seems like an early morning altercation that he was involved in yeah but, it
2: sounded like they didn't even they don't have the or didn't have the suspect in custody either yeah so, right kind and of from
1: a and Guido, from a selfish like so to just I mean you know if you can just set aside the fact here the safety implications of this and and obviously we hope Saint recovers and is and is okay but the last thing we need so you know he's a freshman safety and we keep lamenting on the defensive side of the ball like we we need all hands on deck right now and he was showing promise so as a selfish you know if you're just looking at it from a selfish fan point of view like we definitely that's someone you want out there's another person you're counting on that's yeah you're counting you know you're looking for growth out of somebody like that so you know that's uh you know that's something else to keep an eye on hopefully hopefully he can yeah make a he'll, full he'll be a good
2: story when he comes back it's just yeah. uh the fact that he's gonna be out for some time and we don't know how long that time will be. and
0: in other news guys neil brown uh celebrates a birthday a birthday and all on top of all of this so neil brown turned uh what 41 now is that correct guys 42 years old he's the youngest coach in the big 12
2: i do know that but i don't know He's uh, younger than all of us. Let's just say that. We'll say he's,
0: I think he's younger than all of us. So yeah, he is younger than the three of us. Happy birthday to the overall. Does that mean one of us could coach this WVU football team Uh, student?
2: I don't think they would hire us. I don't I don't I mean I would I wouldn't. maybe advise against hiring me cuz I think I'm a little bit too uh, I don't know if I I think I'd run everybody off the team. I think I I would, thought
1: you were going to say it's because they'd be recruiting you because you have eligibility left to well, kick and punt.
2: I would be one of the first and maybe the only uh player coaches in, oh, okay. in college football. Oh yeah. Gotcha. you do have some I yes, can kick either eligibility foot. Left. Either foot. Right. Um, right. What's interesting, though, and, and I know we've talked a little bit about the quarterback situation and how it looks like it's going to be three of the young guys that we have, either Nico, Goose, or Garrett, but um, Coach Brown had mentioned that we're going to give them a whirl and spring ball. And yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah, if made they the can't figure it out, then we're going to look at the transfer portal, and we kind yeah. of talked about how we'd, we do or don't like that. Well, interesting enough, this week Pete Thamel comes out with uh, some news about JT Daniels from Georgia who went on a visit to Oregon state. And he also mentions that Missouri and WVU are still in the mix beyond that. Once he's done graduating.
1: Yeah. And we, so we were texting a bit about this and my initial reaction was like, number one, why would you leave Georgia? I mean, I guess competition maybe forces you to look elsewhere, but number two, why would you go to Missouri? So i want to stay in the hardest conference in football and i want to play for the mizzou scoot i know you love some mizzou like you want to play for the mizzou tigers that makes zero sense to me so to me i think scoot this is intriguing you know when we saw this to me this is to me this is like jt daniels saying i like oregon state and graham harrell and i'm trying to
2: decide and can i can i can i conspiracy theorist ther- okay. theorize. Whoa, I, like I like this. It. Yeah. Ooh, I like, okay. this. I like, I like it. it. So the conspiracy theorist in me says JT Daniels and Graham Harrell or JT Daniels, Graham Harrell and Neil Brown or some concoction, some combination of the three have been in talks and have basically do maybe you they-
1: mean like, do you mean pre Graham Harrell coming to WVU? Um,
2: I don't know about pre Graham Harrell. I think since Graham Harrell, okay. they've been in talks and, and I just trying to ramp up your conspiracy. Theory that would be, that would bit. be crazy. That would be impressive. If JT Daniels was the reason we got Graham Harrell. Yeah, that would be impressive. But what I think is, is maybe I'm going to say this, maybe this is the scenario that Neil Brown says to JT Daniels, listen, we've got spring ball. I've got these three freshmen. You have a great connection with Graham Harrell. You finish your degree, you know. finish up, let us run these three guys out and see if we have anything that looks like it's going to stick. In the meantime, you can go check out your Oregon State or wherever you might, Missouri, Mizzou, you can go check out Mizzou, which is ridiculous because it's M-I-Z-Z-O-U, right. but they spell Missouri with two S's? Come on. It makes zero sense. And nobody I've ever met from Missouri has ever said, I live in Mizzou. Right, right. So anyway, I I digress. <laughs> quick tangent. I, <laughs> quick tangent. I think is it possible that this is a this is the transfer portal suggestion that Neil Brown like was, like was nod nod of, wink
1: wink. already knew like, a little something. Yeah, like, like maybe
2: if it doesn't work out, we'll look in the transfer portal. Oh, for J T Daniels, <laughs> right? Like he's
1: just
0: not saying <laughs> Maybe that. Maybe we'll part.
1: look in the transfer portal. Oh look! Oh look! Here's somebody right. in the
0: transfer
2: portal. So we'll.
0: So see. I know it's big speculation, guys. But like, if J T Daniels comes and plays in Morgantown, does that change your? Opinion on this team, like, well, is that a big? That's a big swing. No, that is that is a huge swing,
1: and and I think paired with what you said last week, Guido, with Coach Washington's tweet about, hey, we're getting, you know, the wide receiver mafia warmed up, and you yeah, know, right. the air rate. I, yeah, you know what? I immediately, I think it's a shot in the arm. Now, now, Scoot, the thing I wanted to say though is, we talked last week about, and I don't know, I and I should have looked at this before I brought up J T. Daniels, but. What, how much uh, runway does JT Daniels have? How much, like, what's he, how many years?
2: I think he's got two years of eligibility, I think, is what he'll have.
1: So then that, you know, that brings back up my worry. So, like, you know, Anthony Kiedis hit it on the head, right, when he said that pleasure is always laced with pain, right? So it's like, (laughs) that brings up my
2: worry about. I thought you were going to say, give it away, give it away, give it away
1: what are these guys you know you're you're now looking at three guys that they want playing time now especially mr arizona right so like what like that makes me nervous that then you have jt daniel if you do something like that then i i almost feel like jt daniels better work out right because you might have an exodus out of your quarterback so
2: a couple thoughts on the jt Daniel. let's say jt daniels does come to wvu okay i think you have a better chance of, uh, I'll be honest, I think you have a better chance of keeping Nico at WVU right. if JT Daniels comes. Let him get comes. his red
0: shirt. Yes, I agree, if, Scooty. I'm with you 100%. If you brought in
2: Tyson Bagent from Shepard uh Nico's thinking I may have to go somewhere else, but because of the pedigree <laughs> okay.
0: and the stature, I think Nico can learn a lot from JT. Williams. Right, now that's, stature, I think that's, that's a, a good point. Daniels. Yeah,
1: that's a good. You might like. Hey, come mentor young bucks. Yes, Buck.
0: the
2: notoriety right. of a JT Daniels. Yeah, gives me the thought that Goose
0: and you know, maybe all three would stay. I don't know. Maybe I. No, I think Garrett. Would I think. Probably JT, go, uh, well, I think I think Garrett Green stays because he's Garrett Green. I think Goose is gone if JT Daniels comes. I don't know, uh, but I agree with you though. I think that you look at it now as like okay, you got JT Daniels, and then Nico's taking over, and then like I think that's the ultimate. I also
2: you know, think view in the backs of Neil Brown's mind and maybe Graham Harrell's mind is okay. We got these three guys. If JT Daniels hints that you know what WVU might as, be his first option. Uh, we have a pit game, right off the sh- the jump. We've got Pitt and Virginia Tech in the first three games. Yeah, uh, it feels a lot better going into those games with an established quarterback like JT Daniels than it yeah, does sure. with. Right. I hope Nico right. doesn't crap his pants right. while he's out <laughs> right. there in a first sure. collegiate start. You know what I mean? Like, that's, right, you don't have to really worry about this is his first collegiate start. This is like a guy that's seasoned. This is a guy that's played in the SEC. He's got a comfort with Graham Harrell. Like, so I think there's a lot of things that make it seem possible. If it doesn't happen, then we'll just have to roll the dice and see how it goes. I'd rather do that though, than bring in some, um, gone, uh, mid major guy. That's just looking for a chance somewhere else. Like I I'd rather have a guy that's <laughs> coming from a, a big time school that, has a little clout.
1: Well, just like the last just like the last round of hype around a potential quarterback coming, you know, who knows if it'll if it'll really pan out. But I think it's intriguing, Guido, and I think it's something that we'll have to keep an eye on. I mean, it's exciting. I think Graham Harrell Spices this stuff up I think in the past If a name popped up You'd be like Oh okay But with Graham Harrell here now I feel like everyone goes like Oh well Maybe there's a real shot here With this kind of thing
0: Yeah I think a lot unfolds In the next uh, You know Four to six weeks For WVU football So we'll, we'll keep an eye on it Guys Pivoting over to WVU Baseball. WVU Baseball still doing well. They're 9-5 overall. They played Ohio State this weekend. They split the doubleheader on Friday night. They lost the first game but won the second game against Ohio State. And then, unfortunately, the Sunday game is canceled with Ohio state, but you know, WVU Austin Davis looking super strong early on in the season Johnson.
1: Yeah. I think he's playing great lately. Um, he gets the three, he helps cap off the three run ninth inning, um, against the Buckeyes to help them walk it off. And I I think it's funny to think that, you know, a team like Ohio state feels like a tune up. I mean, I think what, what's interesting is to just see how much these guys can, Keep this offense intact and kind of get these pieces together before they hit this buzzsaw Big 12 baseball schedule, don't you think?
0: Yeah, Victor Scott having a great early part of the season so far with 17 RBIs. So there's a lot of guys on this team that are really like, you know, always in the mix between Austin Davis and Victor Scott and, you know, Grant Hussey and Weatherholt and JJ Weatherholt. Yeah, I mean, all of those guys scooting. Well, I think as we
2: all know because we're baseball guys this team will go based on their pitching right so if if the pitching can hold up or if the pitching can take a step forward because I think last year um and the last two years last year we've we really struggled with pitching I think we had Jackson Wolf was was pretty solid for us but yeah we're still we were still kind of reeling from that super regional team where we had six Mountaineers drafted in the, in the major league draft and uh, Alec Manoa and, and some of these great players that have gone through in the last four years or so, we've been really trying to regain some of that momentum. This team has that feel. They feel young, but they have some experience in guys like Austin Davis. Um it, it's going to be pitching. It's going to be based on the pitching and whether or not we can get some starters to give us some length so that we can um, keep our bullpen fresh. Because I think the bullpen can be an asset for us, but we just have got to get some starters to put together some quality starts, keep us in the games, and then let the offense do its thing.
0: Yeah, the Bens are looking good. Ben Hampton and Ben Abernathy. I mean, Ben Abernathy near your, right now, 2.7 ERA Ben Hampton, you know, still, I mean, he's 2.78 ERA, but he's leading the team with 31 strikeouts. So, I mean, pitching is strong. There's a lot of guys there, but there's a lot that, you know, sort of has to get together. A lot of that's weather related too. All right. So we've got
2: uh, there, they've been in the warm weather for a little bit. They came back to Morgantown uh, Friday night. It was 60, 65 degrees.
0: Saturday, there's eight inches of snow on the ground. So, like, it's, it's <laughs> right. kind of, <Great>. like,
2: <laughs> crazy.
0: Right. And Well, now, Johnson, they travel down to your neck of the woods. They play Duke on Tuesday at Durham Bulls Athletic Park at 4 p.m. That's on the ACC Network, if you have that. And then they go on this, like, tour of North Carolina. So then they go to High Point, North Carolina, and play High Point University on Wednesday. And then they play – What might possibly be, Scooty, my favorite school name slash mascot combination, the Campbell Campbells. The Campbell Camels. Oh, the Camels. Yeah, the
1: Camels. Yeah, that's where. The the Camels of Campbell. So Pat White's uh, football coach at Campbell now,
0: right? (laughs) I got to believe he'll be in the crowd. Yeah. Right. Maybe he'll be there watching them. So they play a three game series Friday, Saturday, and Sunday this coming weekend. That's all on ESPN Plus, by the way, boys. A lot of WVU baseball can be watched this year on ESPN Plus. So if you get a chance, you know, hook it up. And then next week, guys, the game we're all waiting for WVU versus Marshall, that game's also on ESPN Plus back at Wagner Field. So WVU baseball starting to pull together, looking good. Well, listen, guys, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back and do a segment we haven't done in a while, a segment where Scooty brings us something from the Internet that we think is amazing or weird or scary. I don't know. But uh, stay tuned. We're not going anywhere, and you're listening to Got Your Ears On. Vortech Knives is a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in high-quality steel, fast opening, everyday carrying knives. If you go to VorTechKnives.com today and use the code GYEO, you get a 25% discount on your entire order. That's VorTech V-O-R-T-E-K-Knives.com, a West Virginia-owned and operated company specializing in fast-opening, high-quality, everyday-carry knives. Vortec Knives. right, everybody, welcome back to Got Your Ears On. Guido here along with Scoot and Johnson. Don't forget, you can find us online. Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search Got Your Ears On. And on top of all of that, we have a phenomenal website. It's got com, Johnson. Yeah, I
1: mean if you if you didn't get enough of us through those other means, you can go to gotyourearson.com. You can listen to the latest show uh, through the tune-in link right on the side of the page. You can click through to the merch store and check out the GYEO merch uh, and the latest show will be posted up there with all of our show notes and links for uh, to check out more stuff right on the page. So check it all out.
0: Yeah, check it out got your ears on. Dot com. Well, it took Major League Baseball a few weeks to get their stuff together to be able to play baseball. And just like us, we take a couple of weeks to get our stuff together to allow Scoot to find something on the Internet to tell us that there's something interesting happening. And that's this little segment we like to call. I can't believe
2: my ears. What
0: do you got for us this week?
2: Scoot? OK, fellas. Well, um, I've got a question for you okay okay yeah i don't think uh, i think the statute of limitations uh will prevent you guys from getting yourselves in trouble here but i'm going to ask you guys a
0: question all right. Have you ever okay. uh,
2: snuck anything into like a movie theater? Yeah.
0: I mean, sure. As soon as two weeks ago. Okay. Yes. So, uh, what are some <laughs> of
2: the things you might have snuck in?
0: I mean, a lot of times I've I feel it's a lot of times it's a candy. Sometimes the wife will put bottles of water in her purse. That happens a lot. Yeah.
1: I was gonna say the same thing, Scoot. Like. My wife, and we have kids. Anyone with kids knows where I'm going to go with this. Sometimes we get in the movie theater and it's like you're with Mary Poppins. You know, like she just keeps pulling. Like I, I can think of times she's pulled entire, like, foot long subway subs out. I mean, really? I can think of, yeah, I can think of stuff like that.
0: So do you buy the popcorn? You buy the popcorn not to feel guilty, right? You go and you buy the popcorn so you don't feel guilty, right. but you bring all of the yeah, candy Yeah, you're like,
1: yourself. see, I bought something, and then the other 99 things <laughs> right. you brought in. But
0: Perhaps you guys would uh,
2: feel a kinship toward a gentleman in San Diego who was uh, stopped by U.S. Border Patrol agents uh, for trying to smuggle some items in his clothing okay into a movie theater into the United States well okay into the United States All right. um, he was at the San Ysidro border crossing with Mexico on February 25th and uh, was pulled over and the agents found 52 live reptiles tied <laughs> up in small bags in his jacket pants pockets and groin area <laughs> they included nine snakes and 43 horned lizards oh my gosh
0: (laughs) he must have been going to yeah he was heading
2: for fort worth so it sounds like uh maybe based on what you guys have told me your wives are either part of this cartel yeah, I think my cartel? wife
1: I think my wife gets, you know, 30, 35 of those lizards. You're saying in her she's purse. put footlongs easy. in her easy. purse. Yeah. Easy, easy. Right. She could have um, helped.
2: I mean, uh, he it said that the smugglers will try every possible way to get their product or in this case live reptiles across the border. But I didn't know. So this
1: Guido, this maybe this is where you're going too, but this assumes that like am I unaware
0: of a market for this
1: scoot? Like what are yeah, we right. what are we doing uh, here I mean, with lizards? I,
0: I mean, I got a question. Are there special reptiles that you can find in Mexico that you can't find, like, I don't know, in southern Texas? Right. Like, right. what is the market here? Arizona? They did say
2: that some were uh, endangered? Some some of these oh, reptiles okay. were endangered animals. But here's here's the like Let's let's look at the the facts Or, or here. vice versa, Scoot. If you allow me, for reptiles, I have two That's phones. A lot of reptiles. I can't fit two phones in my pocket.
0: <laughs> this guy had forty-three horned
2: lizards.
1: Forty-three.
2: I've got two phones in the wallet, and I'm struggling. Like, and I don't wear
0: tight pants. I try not to. Scoot's got a little pocket dog. He tries to fit under his shirt. And he can't get it across the border.
1: Well, maybe he had like some Bugle Boy jeans on or something. He has to be wearing Zubaz pants. Right. Zubaz. Zubaz. He's like those jeans. He's like uh, MC Hammer coming through customs. (laughs) It had to be a
2: clown car of lizards coming out of this man's clothing. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the heck? Hang on, wait a minute. Wait, you got. Oh, here's another horned lizard. (laughs) Like, wait a minute. Oh, hang on. Let me pull this one out. Like, What the heck? And who wants those in their groin area? (laughs) Right. It's not this guy. I don't want any uh,
0: reptilians in my groin. You better be pretty sure of the, you know, structure of those bags. I don't even,
2: I I can't. uh,
0: Who are the people that he's selling these reptiles to? Like, who buys these kind of reptiles? You know, I guess maybe you go on uh, the, the
2: dark web. And you go to like the Craigslist on the dark web. <laughs> the, Craig,
0: the, the Craigslist of the dark web. Oh, is that I where you I think he's go? selling
2: them on Facebook Marketplace. But okay. Uh, but you go to the the dark web, and you go to Craigslist, <laughs> and then you search endangered reptiles that have been brought in on somebody's clothing, right? On, on somebody's person. And well, then,
1: and who's sitting at home like, like you know what I can go for right now? Give
0: well, me some. Get me some uh, I could use a horn, <laughs> horny faced lizard. Like, is what I need. Who, who,
2: like, is he giving them to pet stores? Is it a zoo that he's working with? He's like, you know, I got that uh, empty aquarium over there. I mean, I suppose there's a market. Like, people have monkeys, right? It's a strange. It's a strange pet to have, but people do have monkeys. Do you know people that have monkeys? I do know some people like in West Virginia that had monkeys. Really? Yes. Like Marcel from Friends or something? Like (laughs) small monkeys, yes, that wore diapers. All right. That's weird. (laughs) Like, where do they buy them? Probably from this guy. Like, I don't know where you get a this monkey. This is the guy who sells them the that monkeys. That was like Absolutely. the
1: left leg. Right leg is like horned
2: <laughs> Wait, I lizards keep all of and... my uh, snakes, pythons, boa constrictors, <laughs> and uh, vipers in my left sock. And then over here, I've got like my, like, he's like a guy selling stolen roll, uh, Rolex right. watches exactly
0: well listen and and you, the three of us will all g- agree with this like you know I've had cats Johnson's a cat guy Scooty you've got little dogs like I don't understand yeah, listen, people who have, have reptiles. To throw a little in there. Well, I've got dogs okay? I mean' they're the little Yo, dogs. your dogs are little dogs they're not normal dogs they're little they're my little cat dogs. looks like a sumo wrestler compared to your That's dog. true. It is true, but like I mean, those are all animals that I don't know show some affection back to their owners. Like lizards don't show yeah, affection back right. to their owners.
2: Like it's, I
0: agree. And again, it'd be one
2: thing if I tried to smuggle fifty-two anythings in my clothing. These are live animals. <laughs> live animals.
0: Scoots, Scoot, last time I flew with Scoot, he he tried to smuggle 52 Toblerones in his, uh, in his, in his <laughs> that's pants. That's fake news. That's not true. That's <laughs> not true. <laughs> that's a lot of Toblerone. <laughs> you can't say that.
2: Uh, no. It, <laughs> so that's a lot of live things
0: close to your body. <laughs> to, to, be, to have on your body. Yes. Like, it oh. is. Like... That is, that is freaky. So, well, thanks, Scoop. We always appreciate when you go out on the Internet and find the weirdest possible freakiest things. So WVU uh, has a rough time in Kansas City and uh, wins one game against K-State, loses the next game 24 hours, less than 24 hours later to Blue Kansas and is eliminated from the Big 12 tournament we'll wait and see what happens today selection sunday we'll see if they get to play in the NIT otherwise WVU baseball is playing this week guys duke on tuesday that game's on the ACC network and then they play high point campbell and uh throughout the weekend that game is on those games are on ESPN plus so check out the ESPN plus for some WVU baseball Guys, that'll about do us for this week. We'll be back next week with another show. Don't forget, you can find us online. Look for us on Instagram and Twitter at Got Your Ears or find us on Facebook. Search Got Your Ears On and check out our website, gotyourearson.com. We'll be back. We're going to stay with you all off-season, guys. You know, it may not be every week, but we'll be here. Right, Johnson? Yeah, maybe not every week, but we always – keep a regular uh
1: frequency up during the off season so keep an eye out
0: we got some special shows we're talking about some people we're going to invite on some things that may be happening so definitely keep uh checking in on us and making sure we're here but we'll talk about stuff wvu spring games coming up we'll see what happens with that scoot's super excited about you know if Jarrett Dagey will come back onto campus and show up for the spring game what do you think scoot i I think he's not i'm No, no, it's time to move on. Time to move on, he says. So uh, stick with us, guys. We'll be back uh, soon with another show. Uh, You've been listening to Got Your Ears On.